just want to start off by just sharing a little bit about Pastor Gary. Um, he was more than just a pastor to me. He's a friend. He was a mentor. And um, I'll never forget that he believed in me when I was just this 21-year-old kid straight out of Bible college. Thought he knew it all. But he stood up for me. And he taught me a lot. And I owe a lot to Pastor. I've lost count of all the times where he'd be going through something difficult as a pastor. And afterwards, he'd call me into his office. I'd sit down and, and he'd look at me and he'd say, Now, Ben, one day when you're a lead pastor, and you go on and give me some wisdom. The pastor was such an encourager. He was a leader of leaders. And I'm so thankful for him. And I'm sure, like I said, many of you, we could go around and we could tell stories after his stories. But, but he believed in us. He believed in you. He was a man of integrity. And this morning, I, we, we, we have prayed a lot. We prayed for a miracle. And I wish I had answers for you this morning. I wish I could, I could tell you, you know, this is, this is why. But I don't have all the answers for you. But I know, and Laura shared that earlier as well, God's not afraid of our questions. He's not afraid of our doubts. He can handle them. And so if you've got questions, run to Jesus. Run to Jesus. Give him your questions. Ask away. And I believe God is going to comfort those. He's going to comfort those who, who mourn. You know, no one's ever going to fully understand God's plan. We see a little part of it, but God sees the big picture. We see just a little part, but God sees the big picture. I was watching back some of... Pastor's messages that he had preached recently, and uh, this one was from the, his message entitled "From Breakdown to Breakthrough." And he said, "This God always has a plan, and what can appear to be a breakdown is actually the beginning of an amazing breakthrough into seasons of greater effectiveness for His kingdom." It seems to be a breakdown is really a breakthrough. And that, those words hold even more weight now. God always has a plan. There's another line that he shared. He said this, hear your pastor's heart. I know that the months and years should the Lord tarry. He really liked saying that line, by the way, if you didn't notice. He really liked should the Lord tarry. He said, in the months and years should the Lord tarry. The months and years ahead of us are going to be amazing. And what the Lord will do in us and through us, God's got this. God's got this. Again, church, I, I don't understand God's plan, but I do know this. I do know this. God's goodness does not change just because we didn't get what we wanted. God's goodness does not change simply because God didn't answer the prayer the way we thought he should answer it. God is good. We serve a good God. 
We serve a good God in, in, the, in the good times and in the bad times. That does not change who God is. God is good. Isaiah chapter 55 says this. This is the Lord speaking. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. We serve a God who has thoughts that are greater than us, that we can't comprehend, that we can't understand. And, and I am thankful this morning that I serve a God that I can't fully understand. Like If I could wrap my mind around God, then what kind of God would that really be? But we serve a God whose ways are higher than ours. We serve a God who sees the whole picture. We, see, we, we serve the God who, who we can't even begin to imagine how powerful, how, how strong, how, how knowing, how loving that he is. That's the God that we serve. And while I don't have all the answers this morning, I, I know this and I can, I can hear Pastor because he said this so many times in, in difficult situations, is, is preach the gospel. We're going to preach the gospel. And uh, that's what we're going to do this morning. I'm not going to take long, and we're going to turn this into a prayer service this morning, because we need prayer. We need to go to the Lord with those questions. We need to come together and pray for each other. And uh, we're, we're going to have a, a good time of prayer this morning. But before that, I want to preach the gospel to you. Uh, so if you've got your Bibles, open them up to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. And we're going to start with verse 13 this morning. This is the verse that God's been putting on my heart. 1 Thessalonians 4.13 says this, But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep. Paul's referring to those who, who have passed on, to those who have died. We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, through Jesus, God will bring, him, bring with him those who have fallen asleep. He says, we do not grieve as those who have no hope. Church, we're, we're, we're grieving, we're mourning, and that's, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. We, we, need to, we need to mourn. We need to cry. We need to tell stories. We need to ask questions. But we do not grieve as those who have no hope. See, we know that as followers of Jesus, there is a life beyond this life. There is eternal life. And that when we follow Jesus, when we have that relationship with Jesus, it doesn't come through good works. It, it doesn't come through saying the right things, but it comes through having a personal relationship with Jesus. This passage said because Jesus died and he rose again, that one day God's going to take us Take us with him to heaven, and we can spend eternity with him. There's only one way to heaven, and that's Jesus. And we have a hope beyond this life. Our pastor had a relationship with Jesus. I can say that with certainty. Our pastor had a relationship with Jesus. And I, I know today that pastor is rejoicing in heaven. 
He's got breath in his lungs. And he's get to be, he gets to be with his Savior. He gets to be with his Savior. Um, I remember, it feels like almost every sermon, pastor would say, you know, I just can't wait to get to heaven and see the replay. Can't wait to get to heaven and, and see how that worked out, you know, with Peter walking on water or, you know, some Bible story. I can't wait to go ask questions of what it's going to, what happened there. And, and, oh, I can't wait, you know, my house is going to be next to Peter's or something like that, you know. And he was always looking forward to that day. In fact, right now, there's probably just a bunch of really annoyed saints up there. Like, would you stop asking questions? Because he's like a kid in the candy store today. He's with his Savior. He's with Jesus. We have hope. We have hope that when we die, we will get to be forever in the presence of God. Jesus died and he rose again so we can have confidence that one day we'll be in heaven with him. The only way to heaven is Jesus. I just can't imagine what it would be like to deal with the loss of a loved one without Jesus. We don't grieve as those who have no hope. We have hope. We have hope in life beyond this life. I've spoken with so many in the last couple of weeks and, and uh, many of those conversations end in, in just in praying for each other or ending with, hey, I'm praying for you. Uh, but I had a conversation the other day and, and it was with someone uh, um, who doesn't know Jesus. They're aware of the situation and they just ended the conversation with, all right, well, good luck. And I was just like, luck. That's all you have to offer. I don't need luck. I've got Jesus. I've got hope. I've, I've got hope. And I'm just thinking, man, what a dark place that would be in if all we had was just luck to go on. Church, we've got hope. So we do not mourn as those who have no hope. We have Jesus. We have Jesus. God has a plan. I don't understand it. But I know this. And this is a verse that just God keeps bringing back to my mind and a concept that God keeps bringing back to my mind. I know that we serve a God who has a habit of turning death into life. He turns death into life. And the verse that kind of just keeps replaying in my mind is, is Jesus, when he was about to die and he knew that his time was coming to an end, he told his disciples about it. And, and uh, as a reason for why he had to die, he said this, Unless a kernel falls into the ground and dies, it's only going to remain one kernel. But when it falls into the ground and dies, then it produces many seeds. In other places, it talks about how that, that seed that goes into the ground and dies produces 30, 60, and 100 fold. I believe that God is going to, to take a tragedy, take a breakdown, and turn it into a breakthrough. I believe that. I believe that God's not done yet. I was speaking with a pastor, and he said, you know what? This isn't the way you'd like to make it happen, but we have a prayer movement happening. In this world, we've got a prayer movement happening, and I believe that. But church, let's not stop that prayer movement. Let's turn that prayer movement into a revival. Let's continue telling the world about Jesus. Let's continue seeking him, because I believe that even in death, God is going to bring about life 
like we've never experienced before. And I believe so many more are going to come into God's kingdom. And I trust God for that. Before we jump into prayer this morning, I want to leave you um, with some words from Pastor Gary from his final sermon that he entitled, Worth It. Worth It. Sermon number 1,451. He was OCD like that. He liked to number things. He preached 1,451 messages here. And in his sermon entitled, Worth It, he posed this question. Do you ever wonder if it's worth it to follow Jesus? And that was the, that was the premise of the message. Do you ever wonder if it was worth it to follow Jesus? And he spoke about the rich young ruler. I encourage you to go back and watch it as well. They're all available on our website. And he said two answers that I wrote down. He says this, what we give up to follow Christ is nothing compared to what we gain. It's worth it. It's worth it to follow Jesus. And then his last line, the last thing that he preached from this pulpit before he went into an altar call, literally the last words he preached from this pulpit, he said this, I believe they'll be on the screen as well. If you've been serving Jesus all of your life and the end is drawing near, a thousand times over you'll declare, it was worth it. It was worth it. It's worth it to follow Jesus. You know, I, I look back, I found his notes. That line wasn't in his notes. But it didn't need to be in his notes because it was in his heart. He believed that with all of his heart, and he lived it. And we need to do the same. It's worth it to follow Jesus. Church, it's worth it to follow Jesus, even in the tough, even in the difficult times. So this morning, let's run to Jesus. Let's run to Jesus. Let's run to him and allow him to wrap his arms around us. Let's run Let's run to the Father. So this morning, before we jump into prayer, I just want to give an opportunity. Would you just bow your heads and close your eyes? And I want to give an opportunity this morning. If there's anyone who doesn't know Jesus, or maybe you did at one point, but it's time to just recommit. You know, many of us during this time, we're, we're reconsidering eternity, and we're thinking beyond just tomorrow, but we're thinking to the end of this life. And this morning, I want to give an opportunity. If you don't know Jesus, today you can change that. If you don't know where you'd go at the end of this life, if it's heaven or hell, today you can be sure. Today you can be sure. not through saying a rehearsed prayer or anything like that, but it's simply praying from the heart. It's believing that, that Jesus died for us and that he rose again, just like the passage we read today, and confessing him as our Lord and Savior. So if that's you this morning, and you would like to know Jesus, would you just raise your hand this morning? I want to pray with you. Catch my eye. 
Thank you. If you're online with us this morning as well, you can pray this prayer right with us. You can follow those links and we want to pray with you today. Is there anyone else? Okay, one more opportunity. Or would you all pray with this with me this morning? Dear Jesus, we love you. Thank you for dying for us. Thank you for rising again. I admit I'm a sinner. And I need a Savior. Would you come into my heart? And be the Lord of my life. Change me forevermore. I want to spend eternity with you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for praying that prayer this morning. And I believe lives are changed in this building. The Bible says that, that uh, when, we, when we pray that, when we give our lives to Jesus, that there are angels rejoicing in heaven. There's a party being thrown right now. And I truly believe that. I believe that this morning. Church, would you stand with me? Again, I mentioned we're going to turn this into a prayer service. We've got plenty of time. There, there, is no, there is no schedule. We've got lots of tissue boxes up here. And we're just going to turn this place into a place of prayer because that's, that's what this place is. It's, it's a house of prayer. And I encourage you a few different, if I can give you a few directions this morning. Number one, if, if you're just, again, you're just not sure where you are in your relationship with Christ. Take time. Come to these altars. Uh, make your, your pew into an altar and just seek Jesus this morning. Seek Jesus this morning. I would also encourage you today to, we're, we're a church family. We're not in this alone. We're in this together. And so take time to pray with each other. Find somebody. Wrap your arm around them. Maybe, maybe even share a story or two. And, and just pray for each other. Pray for each other. Find a place at this altar. Pray for each other. And also, I want to encourage you. Pray for Joni and the family. They're going through so much right now. And they need their church family more than ever before. So please be praying. Pray for them. But let's seek after Jesus this morning. Again, we're going to turn this place. If you need to walk around, if you need to come up front, if you need to get on your hands and knees, we are going to pray. After a while, we'll, we'll give some sort of a dismissal, but, but you're welcome to stay for as long as you'd like. So let's pray this morning. Let's turn this into a house of prayer. Jesus. Jesus, we need you. We hold on to you. We don't understand. God, your ways, they're higher than ours. But God, we know that your plan is better than our plan. So God, we come to you with our questions. We come to you uh, with our hurts. We come to you with our pain. And God, I know you're fully prepared to deal with that. In fact, you encourage it. So God, we run to you this morning. God, I, I pray that, that in this loss, 
that all the more, God, we would love you, that we would love people, and that we would share Christ. We've got a greater mission than ever before. So let us not give up hope. We do not grieve as those without hope. We have hope in a Savior. So we run to you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to have music playing. Uh, if you're joining us on the live stream, I encourage you just turn some music on at home and uh, just begin to pray wherever you are right now. So let's go to Jesus. These, these altars, come on up and, and use them. This, this building is yours to pray. Let's go to Jesus this morning.